So, you really want to know what women do, say and think the way that we do, huh? Well, fasten your seatbelts and let's get... She said what? Started with your host, Alan Newman Jr. Relationships and bridge the communication between men and women. If you are a business owner and entrepreneur looking entrepreneur looking for the right network to air your services or products, I have just a place for you. Send your inquiry to ads at he said what network dot com, and we'll hook you up and tell our global listeners all about what you have to offer. Now, for those who are used to listening to the show, you do know that if you have any questions or comments for me or my guest today, you can dial five one five six zero two. 9647 to listen in, and in order to um, let us know your question or comment, type press the number 1, or if you're listening on the He Said What radio network online, type in your comments in the feed, and we'll read those to everyone as well. Um, without further ado, I would like to introduce my uh, special guest on tonight, uh, Christine. Thank you for being Hi. a part of the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, awesome. It's a pleasure to have you here with us on She Said What. And, of course, um, for those that are listening, today's topic is lifestyle, comparing relationships to your own, which I feel like for the men, a lot of the men, it's a big, big sore spot just because from my circle of friends, um, a lot of them say that a lot of their girlfriends are quick to compare their relationship um, to others out on the outside. Men are not generally as quick to do that. Um, but before we get started, Christine, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like women are more prone to look on the outside and judge their relationship based on what they see on the outside? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're comparing all the time. And now with social media, you know, that definitely doesn't help. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, a, exactly. A, yes, and I think in general I've seen, well, myself and my women's friends that we care a little bit more about how our relationship looks to other people and how our partner is perceived by other people. Okay, and and can you kind of expound on this? Why do you think that is? Because it's funny how we say men are very competitive and they're always trying to outdo each other, but then in the dating aspect, when we see situations like this where women are looking on the outside like, oh, man, they've been together for like a couple of months, and look what he does for her, and why don't you do that? Why do you think that is, Um, especially when, like you said, in today's society, everyone likes to share their experiences that they're having, but do you think it's like a little competitive thing, or is it just you want to see if he can one-up what your friends are doing? Like, why do you think women kind of put men in that situation? A few reasons. I do think that women can also be competitive. Uh, A lot of my girlfriends, we tend to be entrepreneurial and overachievers, so we do have that competitive spirit (laughs) in us, Mm -hmm. uh, to be honest. (laughs) But also, 
I do think that women tend to think more holistically in that their partner is a reflection of them. It is, it's a very personal choice. So, for example, if, you know, if my husband leaves the house and he's wearing something that I think does not look good and is not a good reflection, I take it as it's not a good reflection on me as well. Like, it's on his body. But women, mm-hmm. we have conversations like, you know, did you, like, did you see what he was wearing today? Did his wife not see him before he left the house? Like, those conversations actually happen. It actually happens. Oh. Like, I, uh, among men, maybe not as common, but it actually happens. So, I mean, not to put a blanket statement that all women are like this, but for mm-hmm. me, you know, like aesthetics are a big part of, because I'm a creative, it's a big part of my self-identity as well. So where I live, you know, like my social circle, all that in general, they take those things into consideration. I think it's a shared value, uh, mm-hmm. which is not right or wrong, right? Some people just don't, they don't yeah. care about clothes or things like that, which is completely fine. Um, however, my husband knew this, you know, before he chose me. Aesthetics <laughs> 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 is, is a big part of my lifestyle. And so I, I, I try to be very careful. I don't want to criticize him or think that you know I know better it's just a it's it's almost like in myself you know where I'll notice Mm. certain things so I have had to work on you know communicating that to him if I think something doesn't match or isn't a good fit how to say it so that it's not so it doesn't come off as criticism okay okay um, that's that's an interesting perspective because I know a lot of when you talk to men, men are quick to say, "Oh, she's a reflection reflection of me. I I don't want her to look a certain way because people will look at me this way." So it's interesting to hear um, that women kind of feel the same way, um, since we're quick to say that men and women think completely different on a lot of topics. Um, so then, in in, can you give me an example? Did you ever find yourself in the dating pool, looking over at your friends and looking at their relationship and then looking at whoever you were with at that moment, it was like, yo, I, I don't feel like this person is shaping up the way I think they should or the way they should compare to my friend's relationship. Oh, absolutely. And to be honest, I, I do that now that I'm married, too, mm-hmm. making assumptions, you know, for example, like why my, my husband is good at a lot of things. One thing he's Mm-hmm. not uh it doesn't occur to him to do like surprises and if i drop hints uh-huh. of things i like he won't mm-hmm. it w- wouldn't occur to him to surprise me with it i literally have to ask for what i want and then he's so sweet mm-hmm. that he'll he wants to please me so i have to ask for it and then he'll he'll give it to me you know he's like i just want to make sure you like it so when i see my friends husbands or boyfriends when they are really good at surprises I, mm-hmm. There is a bit of jealousy there. I'm like, man, like he get like your husband gets it. You know, he gets like I like mm-hmm. you know like that women like to be surprised. Maybe not all women, but I've told my husband before, yeah. like, hey babe, I really love to be surprised. But his brain just doesn't work like that. And over the years, I've come mm-hmm. to accept it doesn't mean he loves me any less. But I do mm-hmm. notice I feel that way when I see 
other marriages or relationships where the man is really good at surprises. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I'm envious. I am envious, yeah. <laughs> okay, so for for my, my fellas that are listening um, to us, then what, what kind of advice would you give them if they kind of see something like that happening with their significant other? Because I do know sometimes we could be a little um, – oblivious to certain things and miss certain pointers. But like I heard you said, like you've, you've dropped hints, you've told them. I do know I can already hear some of the fellas already saying, well, why she just don't flat out tell them what she wants and that, that should solve the problem. Have you ever done that as well? Or do you just feel like the hint should have been good enough? I have learned over the years, all I, cause it's my responsibility. He's not a mind reader. That's so unfair of me mm-hmm. to expect him to be. So if I want something, I have to say it, which is completely fine. I think before I was just wishing it would be a different way. Like, oh, we've been mm-hmm. together for six six years. Like he, you know, he should kind of know my taste by now. However, I realized that some men, and I have friends who are in fantastic marriages, like my neighbors, Terry and Jake. They've been married for over 20 years. And sometimes when I hang out with Jake, so ask me, like, oh, I want to bring my wife, you know, Terry home, you know, something, a snack. Like, what do you think I should get her? And I look over at him, and I'm, at first I was like, haven't you guys been married 20 years? Wouldn't you know, like, what she would like? And I just, I just look over at him. I'm like, get her a slice of this pizza and get her a donut. Like, she will be so happy. Mm-hmm. And I knew, like, mm-hmm. intuitively as a woman, you know, knowing his wife, just get her that. But for him, he was still unsure after 20 years, and that's okay. He's, you know. His brain's just built differently. It doesn't mean anything. He loves her to death. So I think for my advice for men would be to, you know, com- clear communication is key to a healthy relationship. So just, mm-hmm. you know, to ask, like, can you tell me what you want? Like, I, I would be really happy. I want to make you happy. I would just really know. I want to make sure that, you know, you like it and, I feel like after that, you bring that up, if the woman is being unreasonable and she, like, demands Mm -hmm. that you read her mind, I think that kind of shows, you know, her character a bit and her expectations. You know, do you want to be with someone long-term like that? Because I do Mm -hmm. think it's, it's an unfair expectation to have on someone. Okay, okay. Um, I actually, I actually like that. And for those who are listening to, um, she said what if you want to sit here and call in and actually give your perspective or ask us a question, uh, you can dial five one five six zero two ninety six forty seven and press the number one so we can bring you on the air with us. Um, it's it's interesting when you when you look at the different dynamics when it comes to dating and marriage and the expectations and how you kind of look at how other couples and other relationships work out and I think one of the biggest I think it could be a deterrent or a hindrance I think to relationships is social media um in in mm-hmm. your opinion how do you think social media has molded relationships when it comes to comparing couples cuz one thing you know you're always looking at someone's doing the next big gift or someone's doing the next big wedding or someone's going on that big vacation that now everybody else wants um, do you think that it's a necessary negative that social media plays a big part in how we do comparisons, or do you think it just depends on how we take and give out the information? 
I do think humans have a tendency to highlight the good stuff naturally. Mm -hmm. So, and I think humans also like to make assumptions, right? So we -hmm. see the good stuff and we just assume they get along great. You know, their life is great. And Mm -hmm. I feel like if more people were transparent about, you know, the, the fights and I like to joke that for every cute photo you see of a couple, on Instagram, mm-hmm. like there's like at least you know three times that day that they got annoyed with each other. <laughs> or, you, know, you know, but I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> it's no for most couples. Like I have friends who are bloggers. Beautiful. They post beautiful photos. Sometimes they're significant others in the photos, but I literally have seen them fight as they're taking the photo. Like, oh my god, just take the oh, freaking wow. photo, and and the photo looks great, and then they post it. And it's just, it's not accurate in that moment. You know, sometimes there's many times where they are getting along, but it's, I, I, it's kind of a lie if you're posting it in that moment with all these mm-hmm. positive lovey-dovey words, but that moment wasn't that. So I, because I have so many friends who are influenced on bloggers and I see that, I really remind myself, like, this is just highlight reels. These are pretty photos. The majority mm-hmm. of people I know you know, who are very open and transparent with me, we have our issues, you know, a lot of we're in therapy, you know, all that. I I really try my best to share that side as well on my social media. So Mm -hmm. it's relatable, it's real. And I also think of people who are younger too. I imagine, you know, being in your teens, having social media, because I didn't have social media, mm. you know, thank God, yeah. <laughs> thank God, during my <laughs> teens, but, but the impact that it could have on them, you know, what, like what they're looking at. So I do think it would serve everyone if, you know, everyone was a little more transparent about challenges that they have mm. in their relationship, in addition to, of course, you want to post the fun stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, if I'm I'm hearing you right, uh, Kristen, is that it's good to post the fun stuff, but it's good to also have a healthy balance of fun stuff, but being realistic when it comes to what we put out there in our relationships on social media. Absolutely, because otherwise it's like the movies, and real relationships are not like the movies. It, it really mm-hmm. isn't, and for a long time I thought that they were. I had this romanticized version in my head of what it was supposed to be like like I wanted to be dazzled all the time right and that's just long term you're gonna get into fights you're gonna have to you're gonna have disagreements my husband and I we just bought a place together we're learning Mm -hmm. a ton about each other you know and navigating all that that's that's real life you know and I I wish I had had those expectations or just more clear expectations getting into long-term relationships. Cause for a long time, I, I literally thought that love was like in the movies, like what I saw. And so social media in a way <laughs> yeah. is what a lot of people are consuming now. So they, so they do think, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a, it's an unobtainable and unrealistic portrayal of what marriage or long-term relationship is supposed to be. Mhm, mhm, and I, I definitely do believe that. I definitely do believe that because life is not always going to be um, honey, 
um, when you're you're married and when you're in a relationship. Because you're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs, you're going to have your good, you're going to have your bad. So I definitely agree with that because I see that a lot um, when I look at friends in their relationships and married couples. That it's, it's very interesting how we try and hide the bad, but it kind of gives a false sense of what the, your relationship is, which can be detrimental to people that are in relationships and are looking on the outside, um, looking in. Um, here's another one for you, Christine. And I, I don't know, like you said, um, for you, social media wasn't as prevalent. So for you, that I know a lot of people say it was, it was good when social media wasn't pre- prevalent, but now with social media, um, I, I'll use Facebook as a good example. Um, we're super prone to when we get in relationships, um, we go ahead and we put on our, our little um, life event on Facebook in a relationship. And mm-hmm. we're in a time now where, where there's a lot of people who will sit there and say, I don't post my relationships on Facebook. Um, that's not the platform I use it for. But there's actually people who do get a little touchy about that. Um, how do you navigate that where you may see your friend, she'll post up, oh, I'm in a relationship with so-and-so, and then you're looking at your boyfriend or significant other, and you're like, so you're not going to post that we're in a relationship? Even though the entire time it was fine until that trigger of your friend um, posted, their, posted their relationship. So how would you advise mm-hmm. you to navigate that? Because that could be a very slippery slope because you, you have a lot of men who will say, I don't post my relationship online, and then you'll have the naysayers saying, and I've heard and seen this before, if a guy's not posting you or posting your relationship on Facebook or social media, it's because he's doing something sneaky behind the scenes. And <laughs> some, sometimes it's true. A lot of the times it's not. But I feel like it does put men in an awkward position where they're dating and their significant other is cool with them not posting them and talking about it until they see that one friend do it. And now all of a sudden they want you to post them up. They want you to show them on there. Like how would you advise for the fellas to be able to navigate that without – hurting her feelings or damaging the relationship? Sure. So I think there could be many reasons as to why someone does not want to share, mm-hmm. you know, their personal relationship on social media, which is fine. But number one is being truly honest about why you don't. Because for me mm-hmm. personally, I think if someone's just not active on social media much and not into sharing their personal life much, maybe they have a LinkedIn for work stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, they have their headshot, it's fine, but they just, they don't want to share the personal life. That's like my husband. I totally get it. So he doesn't post anything. Mm -hmm. It's when, if it's when they are active on social media, they'll share other things like their guy friends, their pet, their, you know, their family, other aspects of the personal life, except like, who is dating. And if it's at the time it's me, I'm like, why is this part mm-hmm. hidden? But the other parts of your personal life are not that to me was a flag. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to really be honest. Like why, why don't you want to share this part of, uh, you know, of your life? And it's valid if mm-hmm. you don't want to, you know, just communicate that. But I think I just don't like, just don't lie about it, you know, because I just feel like if, if that's the truth, like that you don't like your personal life out there, it should probably be consistent. You don't share your personal relationship. You don't share your friends and whatever, then it's consistent. But I feel like if there's inconsistency and women are very intuitive, I feel like women Mm -hmm. are very intuitive. So if there's some inconsistency there, usually that will raise a flag for us. Okay. Okay. Because I do think that if, if someone, 
Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. (laughs) I do think that if parties, if both parties feel secure in the relationship, that there should be no problem with posting. Got you. Okay, and I kind of because I feel like I feel like I feel my brother's like scratching their head and like, okay, so if I post my family or my dog, um, even though my significant other gets all of me all the time, that could be considered a red flag. If I'm if I'm understanding correctly, because I kind of want to make sure I'm understanding. Yes, I, I think if. It's just a, if I'm dating a guy and he's active on social media, you know, he likes, mm-hmm. he likes other people's posts. He, he regularly posts just about everything except for me. Mm-hmm. I, then it raises flag as to why. Like what, like what mm-hmm. is, why do you care or how does that impact you to share? Because I am a part of your life, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And if, we're if we're gonna go in a direction that is has stability, you know, it's stable. We're in each other's lives. Then when we're mm-hmm. in each other's lives, I understand if it there's an uncertainty of this might be a fling. You know, then like if I mm-hmm. thought something was a fling, I wouldn't post the guy. Like no, you know. So that's mm-hmm. what it feels like. It feels like you're not committed to this. And before I met my husband. I made it clear to myself, like, I really wanted a guy who was proud to be in a relationship with me. Like, he wanted to be in a relationship, and he wanted to be in a relationship with me, and he was proud and not afraid to show it, meaning, like, introduce me to his friends, share it on social media. It wasn't a thing, because I dated guys where it they they were insecure, like, sharing me mm-hmm. with the world so you know I'm like that doesn't feel very good like I feel like I'm being hidden here where I want to be the best version of me like I'm proud of who I am like you mm-hmm. know like I share myself with the world and I, and I wanted that from my partner so that was just my own preference maybe some other women they're private as well they don't care but I do think that if there's inconsistency with posting that there is that's a good reason to look into why like why don't you want to share the romantic aspect of your life oh interesting okay okay i get that i i get it <laughs> i know Ooh, I, I know for, okay so i will use me personally as i'm listening for me since this social media has been out there i've never ever posted a significant other or someone I was interested in. I just never been like that just just because of what I do for a living and then the personal stuff that I have going on um, with my family being a pastor's kid and stuff like that. So I've always been like really touchy about not posting relationship information because I'm like I have people from my church that is all over social media. I just have way too many people that I know that are going to be nosy and want to know the inner workings of what's going on in my personal life. So I've always been like that. But I get what you're saying where it could be possibly a red flag. Um, it's just, whew, it, it's tough. And this is why I say it's tough. And, fellas, if you're listening, you can definitely dial in um, to give your take on it. Call in at 515-602-9647. Um, because 
we're in a time, um, I can't think of the celebrity who just um, got married this past weekend, and I thought it was funny because as soon as it came out that she got married, um, all the ladies were posting, date in silence, post your marriage when it really happens. And I'm like, I'm seeing the same people that I see that are saying that are the same ones that flip their lid if their guy doesn't acknowledge them on social media. And so I'm like, okay, so do you want us to post you guys or do you want us to post you guys when it's on your, ter- on your terms, um, if, if I make sense? I hope I'm making sense. In my brain, I feel like I know what I'm saying, but it sounds like it might not be making sense. <laughs> no, it does. I think it comes down to communication, too. Like what, mm-hmm. you know, what are your expectations and why is it important to you to be acknowledged in this way? It's, I think that's a fair conversation to have. And honestly, if someone mm-hmm. can get scared off by that or you disagree, it's, you know, it's always disappointing when you're not on the same page with someone, but you like them. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah. I mean, it, it, that kind of shows core values, how they like to be acknowledged. I, I think these are all mm-hmm. healthy conversations to have. I, like, I've worked really hard to not care what people think. Of course, there's still a part of me that does. Otherwise, I'd be, like, running around naked on the street. But I, that's something I have worked <laughs> so hard. I'm like, it doesn't matter what people say. I feel confident in my choices and in my life. And it feels good to me when I'm self-expressed and I could share that with the world. And so when I mm-hmm. meet people who are who care a lot what other people think, you know, I'm like, why do you care – why do you care what they think? If you feel secure with me and secure in your decision to date me, it shouldn't matter mm-hmm. what they say. Because I feel like there's always going to mm-hmm. be someone who has negative things to say. So mm-hmm. how, why does that dictate how you feel or how you operate in life? Okay. I see, I see your point. I, I, I see <laughs> your point. I see your point. It's, I, I, uh, you know, it's, it's such a touchy because I guess on the flip side, someone will say, well, if you know that I'm secure about you and you know that um, I'm with you to the end or wherever the relationship goes, then why do I have to post? Because I see a lot of people, their rebuttal towards the whole posting on social media is, what would you have done if social media wasn't a part of society now? Because I see that a lot. Like a lot of people's rebuttal is, if Facebook wasn't available then how would they know? Right, right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's very valid. I guess the equivalent to that would be, you know, when you go out, like meeting his friends, Mm -hmm. you know, like is he Mm -hmm. proud to like include you, you know, with his friends, eventually introduce you to his family, and it's Mm -hmm. not separate. You know, it's not separate. Um, But what what if I'm doing all of that? I'm just not posting on social media that I'm in a relationship. What if I'm doing all of that? You don't meet mom. You don't met dad. You don't met the cousins. You don't went on family trips with us. You don't met my homeboys. Like, you don't met the whole clan. The only thing is I just, I'm not posting crazy about on social media. I think, yeah, I, I honestly, I think that's fine. And it just depends on the person. For example, with my husband, He's uh, words of affirmation are not his strong suit. He's not good at mm. acknowledging people in general with words. 
But I know that gotcha. he loves me, and I know that he cares mm-hmm. even if he doesn't say things that but I yeah, wish yeah. he said. So that would be the mm-hmm. equivalent of, you know, I don't put you on social media, but if she feels secure with you and how you feel about her, it probably wouldn't make a difference to her. So I, I think it just depends. It's different for every single couple and relationship. But, I, again, I think communication from the beginning and expectations is it's a fantastic conversation to have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say you've had this conversation then since we are talking about um, – well, actually, let's hold, let's hold that thought before I ask that one because um, we're about to go to a quick break. Um, do you feel like, before we go to break, though, if, let's say you, you've gotten this across, you and your husband or significant other understand the, the workings of how you guys are doing on social media, but let's say you do see your best friend, your, she's your ace, like you know everything about her, and you see her post up, I'm engaged. She has an lavish engagement. Does it make you side-eye your significant other, or would it make you, especially if you've been together either longer or as equally the same amount as your friend, or are you going to just be like, oh, that's their relationship. It has nothing to do with me. I, I have go- <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I, like, I wouldn't have chosen my husband if I didn't accept the things about him. So I knew what I was mm-hmm. signing up for, knowing that, mm-hmm. you know, he's not good at surprises, all that. Like, I'm not, if I choose this guy, I'm not going to have these certain things, and am I okay with that? So mm. I would not, now I would not go back and be like, see, like, her husband does this. You know, I I think I'm mm-hmm. pretty fair now <laughs> with that. Gotcha. So I do think it's good to show up authentically as you are, you know, from mm-hmm. the beginning. So people know what they're signing up for. And you know what? You might scare some people away or some people might be like, no, you know, that doesn't work for me. But it's saving both parties time just to be honest with it. Like, hey, this is a thing for me. I don't like to share my personal romantic life on social media. And she can decide what she wants to do with that. But I think the problem is some women think that they could change their partner, you know, like eventually, you know, eventually maybe I can convince them. So when I give women advice, when I coach women, I usually say what you see is what you get. What they say, but more importantly, their actions will show you what is important to them. So you take it at face value and you either accept it or you don't. Nice, nice. Okay, okay, we're going to hold that thought. (laughs) (laughs) No, what we're going to do, Christine, we're going to go to a quick break, and we're going to come back and we're going to pick back up on this part um, while we're talking about um, here today on She Said What. So for those who are listening, we're going to go to a quick break. Then we'll come back and we'll continue as we talk about lifestyles, comparing relationships to your own. Talk to you in a bit. Hey, I want to introduce you to something new. A new social media app for black and brown people of color, as well as non-black people who love and support the black community. The Melanin People's app is designed for individuals, entrepreneurs, and organizations can promote their brands to the community. This app was designed to promote our culture, our hard work, our resilience, our legacy, our brands, our products, our services, our organizations, our businesses. You can tell stories of your favorite places in Africa. 
South Africa, West Africa, East Africa, Asia, West Indies, and the Caribbean. This is how it works. Step one, create your profile, personal or business. Step two, complete your profile. Step three, create your first post. Step four, click explore and find new people to follow. Step five, have a product, service, skill, and talent you want people to find. Upload images and videos to your profile. For products, I just sales five, a backlink to your website, sales page, or online business destination. Enjoy your new community, melanin people, connecting people of color. Awesome. Well, welcome back to She Said What. Of course, I'm your host, Alder Dubin Jr. And today we are talking about lifestyle, comparing relationships to your own. For those who are listening and you want to give you a little tidbit of what you have to say or have a question, please dial 515-602-9647 and press the number one so that we can bring you on the air so you can uh, state your case or your piece that you have for us. And if you are listening via live stream on the she, He Said What radio network, type in your comment or question, and we'll read it across the air for everyone to hear. Of course, I have my lovely guest, Christine, who has been amazing today in giving her personal um, thoughts on dating um, and comparing your relationships to your own. Of course, um, as those who have been listening, she did uh, mention that she is married, so she talks about um, one key thing she said is about communicating and being open and honest um, with your relationship. And uh, we just, uh, before the break, was talking about relationships and social media. Um, Christine, I do have a question in regards to that, though. Um, how how should men handle, because you do have some men who feel like a lot of the ladies deal, deal with social media. You should be able to post me or anything like that. Why aren't you posting me? So how... As how should men handle the situation without sounding like they're coming across as needy? Because there's some men, they want to be posted up, they want to be bragged on, they want people to know that, hey, there is somebody in her life that is attempting to go ahead and lock her down. Uh, but you have a lot of women who are coming out like, nope, I'm dating who I'm dating. If you make the cut, no one's going to know. I've had uh, friends who say, no one's going to know until I'm married. No one's going to know until I'm married and have my first kid, or no one's going to know until I've been married for a couple of years. How how do you think men should navigate that? Because for men, it could be a little bit different. Um, for us, where we want to be exposed and people know that we're in her life, and she's just like, yeah, nah, that's not for me. You're just going to have to wait that maybe one day when you make that cut, we'll do it, but probably not. Yeah, I think that in general it's harder for men because it takes vulnerability to be in that situation mm-hmm. and ask about that. But, again, it's bringing up that conversation. I mean, it's basically you're asking what the status of the relationship is maybe, like what like what direction mm-hmm. are we going? Is this going to be mm-hmm. a serious thing? It's a very like hard subject to bring up because you could get rejected, right, from – Mm-hmm. Either party, man or woman, it's it's a hard thing to bring up. However, if it's on your mind, I'm all about saving time, too. Like, I don't want to be wasting my time. I don't want to waste someone else's time. So I feel like if you can bring those conversations up sooner, like, hey, like, I noticed, you know, like, you never post us on social media, but you post, like, all your outings with your girlfriend's. Like, how do you feel about posting romantic stuff on Instagram? You know, just ask, ask 
Just ask them. You know, if you're curious, just ask them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you can never control someone's answer, right? So you might get yeah. an answer that you don't like, but you'll at least have that answer. And then you could decide what you want to do with that, which I would recommend if your needs aren't getting met and you don't feel acknowledged and important and like a priority in someone's life, you deserve better mm -hmm. than that. And you let that person go. Create space for someone who would love to give that to you. Okay, okay. I, I, I can rock with that. I can rock with that, and I can respect that as well. So I definitely understand that. Um, now, when it comes to, once again, we've been talking about comparing your relationships to others compared to yours. Um, when it comes, in your personal opinion, of course, when it comes to men and women seeking validation, from their relationship compared to others, um, who do you feel like is more prone to look on the outside at other, at other relationships for validation if they don't see it from their significant other? I know there's arguments that a lot of people feel like men would be quicker to do that. Some people say women are quicker to do that. I, I personally believe it's a 50-50. Um, but what do you think? Because like you said, sometimes one big thing everyone argues about is love languages and not knowing each other's love language and how that can cause a kind of an issue, especially if you see someone else on the outside who has the same love language as you and theirs are getting met, um, how it can make want you to not only critique your own relationship but also decide if it's even worth putting up with. Um, who do you think between when we do the battles of the sexes is more likely to probably look outside um, to look for validation? I, th I think it's 50-50. I think initially I wanted to say women, but I think it's just because mm -hmm. women ex express it more in general. But I do think a lot of men also feel this way or have insecurities, but they don't verbalize it as much. Mm -hmm. And I, know, I have a lot of guy friends who are actually they're really sensitive and they, they work okay. on themselves and they're not afraid to talk to certain people who they trust about these things. Same mm -hmm. types of conversations. Like, she doesn't, you know, like, she doesn't share me on social media. I feel like she's trying to hide that we're dating. I do hear that from men. Oh, wow. So okay. I, I think it's, yeah. So I think, I do think, I agree with you. I think it's 50 50. However, I do, I think women verbalize it more. Okay, okay. So now, do you. Do you think the necessary effort is probably made once that has happened, like they verbalized it, or do you think there's a point where it's probably too far gone? Once, because I know some people are like, hey, by time you, one thing they say about women is by time you realize what's wrong, she's already then probably checked out way before you finally realize it. So is there a way to salvage that um, when you notice that, or is it unsalvageable? I think that in order to give things a chance, you have to ask, you know, and again, you'll, you never know what the answer will be. It could be a rejection, but the thing is, if you never ask, you'll never know. Like sometimes one time I dated this guy, we were friends for a long time and I developed a huge crush on him and we would hang out for months as friends. And then eventually I was like, you know what, the only way I can make, this a possibility like us being romantic is if I bring it up to him, which is a very hard thing for me to bring up super vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So 
one mm-hmm. night after we hung out, I was I just like I pulled over my car. I'm like, if I never like now or never. So I called him, gotcha. and it was so awkward. I'm like, hey, <laughs> he's like, hey, and I basically told him that I liked him and that I wanted to, you know, possibly like what did what did he think of us possibly dating. And I was so mm-hmm. scared of getting rejected, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to reject me based on how awkward, like, I said it. And his answer was, I can't believe you're telling me this because I've had the biggest crush on you since I met you. And so basically he said yes, and we dated for a while. But the thing is, it's just like if you don't step up to bat, if you don't ask mm-hmm. for what you want, you're already you're choosing for, like, for yourself already and you're choosing oh the answer is a no like oh it's too late oh she's gonna say no or he's gonna say no but all you mm-hmm. can do is put yourself out there be honest let them know how you feel you know and if they're if they reject you they're not your person easier said no, than that done makes sense. <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh yeah definitely easier said than done definitely easier said than done because nobody wants to deal with rejection because you're literally jumping on a limb um and taking the leap of faith to do that. So, yeah, it's definitely easier said than done. Uh, definitely easier said uh, than done with that. Um, now, this is going to be an interesting one, um, Christine. And I was, I was, when I was thinking about this question, I was like, yo, how am I actually going to word this? So, since we're always talk, we're talking about comparing relationships to your own, um, and you know who you dated and how they made you feel and everything, um, is it fair to expect your significant other to be as gifted or talented sexually as your significant others of the past? And I feel like it's a touchy subject because everyone is different. Everyone learns each other different. And everyone's on different levels of knowing how to please one, one another. Um, is it fair to expect your significant other to be able to do what the last one did, or do you think they should be offered the clear slate where they have a chance to learn what you like and what you don't like? Because people are quick to say, well, I expect them to already know how to do this, this, and this, and got to be able to do this, and you may get with someone who's not like that. My answer is 100% it is not fair to have that expectation that they know exactly what you like and how mm-hmm. you like it. I mean, people are not mind readers. And I think people mm-hmm. make the mistake of, you know, oh my gosh, someone knows what I like without me having to ask. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean that they're mm-hmm. gonna be a good long-term partner for you. Like, how does he show up when you're crying your eyes out? Great, he knows what you like in bed, but he abandons you and doesn't care when you're mm-hmm. feeling sad. That is one component mm-hmm. that has to be there if you want a long-term relationship. So, mm-hmm. assuming you want to create a relationship, a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. you have to give people a chance. Because it's like, are you psychic? Do you know what the other person wants? Like, that, that is unrealistic <laughs> to have that expectation on someone. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I think it's fair. Like, chemistry and sex is very important in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. for the first time, just say it's not, it doesn't blow your mind the way that another partner did. I mean, there could be mm-hmm. so many factors. The other person could be nervous, you know. Like, I think 
the more important thing to look at is how, like, do they have an interest in pleasing you and learning about you to want to please you? That's more important Mm. to look at and give it a chance. And maybe after giving them a chance, after months, you just kind of just feel like that chemistry part is not there, you know, or you're not fulfilled there. Then Mm -hmm. I think it's fair Mm -hmm. to make a decision. But I think just Mm -hmm. being judgmental off the bat and being like, you know, oh, my God, the first kiss was like I didn't feel fireworks. I think you're cutting it off way too soon. Okay. So, so with that, think? how, how, you know, I, you know what, I agree with you. I really, I, I am a hundred percent on the same board with you. I really feel like social media and just the wealth of information that you get online or that people share online has contributed to stuff like this being issues. Um, because I have been in conversations with friends and um, got men and women. And who have literally said, if she can't do this and this, and he can't do this and that, I don't want them. I'm not here for them to learn me. They got to know already. And it's just like, so you're not giving them any space to be intimate, to learn what makes you click, to learn what makes you feel good. Like, you're literally just expecting this person to walk in here, sweep you off your feet, and already know every, every nick and cranny about you without even giving the chance to learn you the right way. So I agree with you 110%. I just think it's amazing because when you do talk about stuff like this with a lot of people, there is a lot of people in my circle that I'm coming across who are just like, yeah, nah, if, if she can't do this or he's not this, he's trash. That's not what I want. And so it's, it's very interesting um, to kind of get your kind of perspective on it um, in regards to that. Now, is there a way that you can address it? Um, if you was put in that situation with your significant other, or I know you've already said communication is the best best recourse and being open and honest, but I also know like there's some topics that are super touchy and sex is definitely one of them when it comes to being open and honest and vulnerable. Um, so for, excuse me, for sake of argument, let's say that the bar isn't being met. How how long do you allow them to not reach that bar before you're like, you know what, this is what you need to do. Do this, 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 and this, and I'll be good. Or do yeah. you just continue <laughs> to let them hit the wall until you're just frustrated? Oh, I think the sooner the better. And good communication, again, this is – I'm always interested in bettering my communication because, as you said, if it's a touchy subject, you don't want – it to come off as criticism, like physically, you, you know, like I would never want yeah. to take it as like you suck in bed. It, like it's it's not like that, <laughs> but just maybe, yeah. maybe see focusing more on communicating what you like. Like it's not so much of them, but like what you like and asking those questions, you know, like, are you into BDSM or whatever? Like these, like mm, there's a lot of shame. Gotcha. Yeah. Over, yeah, there's a lot of shame around sex, but I, I do think that shows you someone's relationship with sex, too. Like, can they have healthy conversations about it? Like, are, well, that's just, just a question. Like are, like, are you interested at all in BDSM? It's just a question, and I feel like if someone flips out or, like, you know, you could just see how they respond to that. So that's yeah. another way to learn about someone. 
Okay, okay. I, I, I like that response. So, so fellas, if, if you're noticing, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you are saying, well, we do be open and honest, she's literally saying communicate. Communication, 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 communication makes the world go round. So be open, open and honest and communicate what you're expecting or, or what you do uh, want out of your relationship. Um, now, kindly. With, <laughs> kindly. Kindly, okay. Kindly, yeah. you do have to be kindly. careful on how you present those topics. You don't want to just sit there and throw that out on them and kind of scare her off and get blocked or whatever. So I, I get that. Kindly ask, ask them those questions, um, even for the ladies who are listening in as well. Um, when... Oh, this this conversation has been actually really, really good, and I, I appreciate to seeing the dialogue because you've definitely been a wealth of knowledge uh, today, um, especially in regard regard with this. And I think it, it helps because of the fact that you've been that you are married, so you've already had to deal with the dating aspect, and then in the marriage life, the whole aspect is different as well um, as you're learning each other. Um, is there any reason why a person cannot be happy with the situ- the current situation that they are in with their relationship, even if it does look like other people are like, exponentially more gratified in their relationship? So, and to kind of put it all in a bubble, in a package deal, you're in a relationship, you're dealing with someone who, A, doesn't use social media that way, um, B, is not as spontaneous or a gifter like you're used to, can you still find happiness being in that bubble? And when I say happiness, I mean like you're genuinely happy. You're not there going through the motions. You are just genuinely happy and content. And I kind of hate the word content because it sounds like you're saying settling. But you're content (laughs) with the relationship that you are in. I hate that word because it really sounds like okay. like it is what it is, and I'm just going to accept it for what it is. You're right. I used to hear the word content like that, too. Like, God, that sounds like such a low bar. But actually content is, a, like, my husband is a very content person. He's so happy. He mm-hmm. doesn't take, it doesn't take a lot for him to be really happy with his life and I wish I was more like that because I feel like I take a lot of stimulation (laughs) and new experiences Mm -hmm. to be happy but it really is the answer is yes like a big part of having a happy successful relationship it's more so your mindset and how you feel about yourself and what you're looking at in the world because if I wanted to look like nitpick and look at what's wrong with everything and like what's wrong with my husband what is he not good at I can absolutely find that you know and I could focus on that all day if I wanted to because no one's perfect however if I focus on the positives because there's a ton of positives about him and ways that we are great together that's when everything flows and to be honest there are some times when I'm in a bad space and it's you it's not the other person it's me you know like I'm not yeah. in a good space I'm depressed or I want to blame you know I don't want to take responsibility for how I'm creating this and I will I will look at negative things and it's a crappy place to be I hate being there so and I it's just clear to me that it's me you know that like what can I do yeah. like I I'm happier in general it, with myself and in life 
when I am positive and I look at the good things. Now, you also have to be very clear on what your baseline needs are because if, you know, if you want a partner where you, like, are best friends and you travel together, you work together, for some people that's really important, then you find a partner who you could do that with, you know? Like, are you going to feel empty if you don't have that, you know, part met for you? So be honest with yourself. So that takes some time, too. That takes, you know, dating and learning what you like, what you don't like. What are the deal breakers? Because sometimes with when I talk to single people, some of the deal breakers they have are silly things that I'm like, does that really matter? Like, will this – he has, you know, hot pink shoes. Like, does that really matter and how he's treating you and, you know, long term? Like – I don't think that should be a deal breaker because you could influence someone's style. <laughs> True. But maybe to okay. them it's important. Maybe it's to them it's super mm-hmm. important. But I do think like having the baseline of like your core needs, what is absolutely important to you, you know, like the yeah. sexual chemistry, the companionship, you know, kindness and, you know, like make a list of the non-negotiable things but then also have grace of what is actually negotiable. Like my husband's not going to get, he's not going to talk to me the way my girlfriends talk to me. I go to my girlfriends for certain things because they naturally understand parts of me that he doesn't because he's not a woman, you know? So I get that fulfillment from my girlfriends in certain areas of my life. And I don't expect him to fulfill that. Like one person's not going to check every single box and you could still absolutely have, a fantastic, happy marriage. Okay, okay. I I love that. I love that. I love that. Thank you for that information. Thank you for, first of all, being a guest on my show tonight on She Said What. We definitely are going to have to have you come back with us. Um, but before sure. we wrap up tonight on She Said What, Chrissy, what I want to do, because I've, I've actually was sitting here um, cheating, looking through your social your Instagram and everything, um, what I would like for you to do for everyone is let us know um, where we can follow you um, and let us know about any um, any future projects or current projects or past projects that you have done or that are currently working on so that we can support and be a part of it with you. Oh, thank you. Well, you could find me on Instagram. My handle is Chang and co. It's C, and then Chang is spelled C-H-A-N-G-N-Co. Mm-hmm. And so that has all my links to my podcast, to my book. Oh, I have a book okay. available, yeah, on Amazon. It's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women. So if there's any women nice. who are go-getters out there but they have trouble dating, or if you're a man and you have had trouble dating independent women, <laughs> <laughs> this could give good <laughs> insight into how to navigate okay. that. <laughs> um, yeah, because a lot, I, quite um, a few of us will probably be that. Yeah, it's it's interesting dynamic these days dating with women being very you know capable and mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, it's a whole thing. And I also have my own podcast called Show Up with Christine Chang, where I have different guests on the show. I have men come on my show um, just so we can have conversation you know about like on it just like you honest conversations like i want to hear it 
from a guy's point of view. I have coaches come on, therapists come on, and um, it's a good thing to talk about because I think most people value relationships in life, you know, where they kind of set the tone for, you know, how fulfilling our life is. You know, you are absolutely correct. Like, you are absolutely correct. Um, We definitely thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and guys, definitely, as we speak, I'm actually, like I said earlier, I was cheating, looking at her social media on Instagram. Definitely check it out. Um, it's, it's definitely, I'm, I'm definitely going to be going through here, looking at the videos, and even taking a simple look at her book. So definitely, guys, patronize her, follow her, um, and see the information she has so that we can show her support as well. Uh, once again, Christine, I definitely, definitely appreciate you being on here on the show with us. And like I said, we definitely going to have to have you come back on here um, once again to um, on some other conversations. So definitely appreciate you being on here. Um, and for those that are listening today on She Said What, once again, I appreciate you guys' support. Um, I want to remind everybody that not only on the He Said What radio network do we have She Said Work that is on Wednesdays, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But on Fridays, we have Fetish Finesse with Nisi at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Sundays, we have Let's Connect with P's Intuition from 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then, of course, you know, on Monday, we have Simply Sports with One Mike, RG, and Simply Breathe from 8 to 9.30 p.m. And on Tuesdays, we have not just one but two shows. We have Studio Vibes and He Said What?, and, of course, we have myself as well on Wednesdays for She Said What. Once again, before we wrap it up, for those who are entrepreneurs, if you are a business owner or entrepreneur looking for the right network to air your services or products, I have just a place for you. Please send your inquiry to ads at he said what network.com and we'll hook you up and tell all our global listeners all about what you have to offer. So without further ado, this is Alan Newman from She Said What?, we enjoyed having you on here as I spoke with Christine about lifestyle, comparing relationships to your own. Stay tuned on next Wednesday for our new episode of She Said What. Looking forward to talking to you real soon. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Thank you for supporting the He Said What radio network. Please be sure to check out the website where you can find more of our shows on sports coverage, music showcases, and entertainment. Are you interested in giveaways? Sign up today to receive special members-only giveaways by visiting www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com now.